Welcome to the JCAR Report Podcast, brought to you by the esteemed Johnston County Association of Realtors. Whether an aspiring agent, seasoned professional, or simply intrigued by the dynamic world of real estate, this podcast is your ultimate gateway to the industry's latest trends, expert insights, and insider knowledge. Join us as we unlock the secrets to success, explore market dynamics, share inspiring stories, and provide invaluable tips to help you navigate the ever-evolving real estate landscape. Get ready to embark on a journey of discovery as we empower you with the tools and strategies to thrive in the competitive realm of property transactions. Tune in, stay informed, and elevate your real estate game with the JCAR Report. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for joining us today. Let's start off with a little bit. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how long you've been in the mortgage industry. Thanks for having me. I've been in the mortgage industry for 20 years this year in March. So it's been quite a long time. I've been with Prime Lending for 13 years. Helped everybody from first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar buyers at the coast. So we kind of run the gamut. Prime Lending offers all the products you could possibly need. And obviously our communication you know, is second to none. So you, you never wonder what's going on. So that's always a good thing when you're trying to buy a house. Absolutely. So we're obviously in a, in a different time coming out of COVID, which was like nothing you had ever seen before, anybody had ever seen before. So let's start off with talking about the buyers. There's probably, you feel like a little bit of panic in, around right now. and I do. I think over the last year, the Fed went crazy and raised rates from, you know, essentially 3% to over 6 And that put a lot of fear into people. So they didn't really know what to do. They kind of started freaking out. But... I think my message is don't panic. The rates have already come down a little bit. So right now, if you look at the national average, it's just over six and a quarter. It was closer to seven, not even two months ago. So that's that's good. We're making headway. Uh, inflation is getting under control. Data just came out Wednesday that we're at 5% and we were at 9% last June. So what the Fed is doing, while it's painful, it is working. And the markets are seeing that. And hopefully we're going to see some more stability. We'll see what happens in early May with the Fed meeting. But worst case, we're probably looking at another quarter uh, percent increase. But what the prognosticators are telling us is true. That could be it. And if they make that speech, the Fed, when they talk, it's really important. They're very powerful with their words. And if they say they feel good about it, rates are going to come down pretty quickly. So this is definitely a temporary pain for long-term gain. No, so a necessary evil, if you will. It is. And also, one of the things that I've noticed too is is in talking to lenders, they are not in as much panic as the news likes to portray. So, would you say, you know, I, I always tell people stop watching the news because Great it's idea. just <laughs> it just you know, I mean, if if you were to ask, mortgage rates were at the highest they've ever been since you know mortgage rates started, and uh, that's just not the case. So. It is not. I mean, the 40 year average is just over 7%. So mm-hmm. we're running just under six and a quarter right now. Mm-hmm. We're still better than it's been on average over 40 years. You know, people got really spoiled with a three in front of their interest rate, but that's kind of artificial. So congratulations if you got that rate, yeah. but welcome back to reality. Yes, exactly. Something exactly. with a five or six is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And also the three in front of that also allowed people to bump up their home prices, which was also not a reality which was affecting, I mean, that's a whole other podcast in itself. Yes, that true. was pre- affecting appraisal prices and everything like that. So as much as a three is nice, and, and congratulations to those who were able to get it, it just wasn't realistic. Yeah. 
And, you know, another thing that I have learned, a fun fact, is so you find out about the interest increase before it's ever broadcasted or the news or anybody else finds out about it. So when we hear that it's gone up, the interest rate has gone up, you already knew about that prior. How long before do you know? And Yeah, so generally speaking, the, the smartest people, if you will, in the secondary markets and the people on Wall Street, they know what's going on with the Fed before even you and I do, just as you know, general lay people are consumers. In the mortgage business, we do have access to data that the general person doesn't. So when you see the Fed rate, let's say they increase at a quarter percent May 4th, we're already going to know that's going to happen. So we're going to slowly price in any increases or decreases prior to that. So there's generally not a huge jump when the Fed makes an announcement. Because like I said, the people that dictate rates already know it's coming. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, outside of what buyers can do, outside of just taking a deep breath and stop panicking, what else can yeah. buyers do? A couple things. There's three things, really. Number one is be upfront with your loan officer or your bank rep, whoever's doing your mortgage. The more we know upfront, the easier the process is going to be. With that being said, everything that you talk about or give to your loan officer is 100% confidential. So, your agent's not going to know your personal finance situation unless you tell them. They're not going to know. We have a duty to keep that confidential. So just just know that your information is safe with your LO. The third is the rate redo. That's something that Prime Lending is offering where if you close by the end of June this year, which may be extended, we'll do a no lender fee refinance up till December of 2024. So that means, you know, if you have a six or a seven in front of you right now, we're going to refinance you next year when rates come down. 99.9% sure that's going to happen. And it actually might happen sooner than we had thought. The data from the Fed from this week is they're feeling more comfortable with it. And inflation is getting a little bit more under control. So we actually may see a decrease in rates this year versus next spring. So again, I said it before, but short-term pain for long-term gain. This is not going to be your permanent loan. If you love the house, great. You're marrying the house, you're not marrying the rate. So the rate redo allows you to buy now and get essentially $1,800 off of your refinance when it comes time. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is awesome. Because usually it's what people have to wait how long after purchase normally to be able to refinance. Generally, you want to wait a year so we can use the new appraised value. If you refinance within one year of buying, we have to use the lower of the two, the sales price or the appraised value to determine your financing. So generally, it helps to wait a year. And then secondly, you want to have at least a three-quarter percentage point drop in interest rate. Three-quarters to a percent, you'll see some serious savings. Anything less than that, you'll probably waste more. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So then on the other side of the transaction, what for the realtor members for JCOM, what can the agents do? Take a deep breath. <laughs> Number one. And I keep saying that, but we all got to take deep breaths. Agents need to price the home properly. And I mean, they're all professionals. They know how to do that. But this isn't the market it was in 2021. Mm-hmm. So things have, like you said before, things have come back down to earth as far as reality and sales price expectations. So just price the home accordingly. A couple other things. Close on time guarantee. This is a really cool thing that Prime offers where if we don't close your loan within 21 days of contract or by the date on the contract, 
we will pay the seller $5,000. Pretty cool. Gives your sellers you know, a, a good peace of mind saying, hey, you gave a kind lending. If we're going to close as planned. They're going to give me five grand. That's, That's a win-win. And then the rate buy-down. You know, rate buy-downs are very common right now. They allow the buyer to take advantage of a 1% or even 2% lower interest rate for the first one or two years of their mortgage. Now, that does need to be funded by the seller. So just keep that in mind. This may lead into the, the next seller question, but if, instead of maybe reducing your sales price and lowering the comps in the neighborhood, leave the sales price where it is and offer a 1% or 2% buy-down for the buyer. That way you keep your price up, it's a direct savings to the buyer, and everybody's happy. It's the same net to the seller. So it really is a win-win. And right now with rates as high as they are, it can be very beneficial to the buyer. Absolutely. So just to clarify, it is that 1% would be paid by the seller for that one year or two years, depending on which what buy-down they are going to. So they can keep their house at the same price, and that also helps with comps in the area, and it doesn't impact the actual value of the home and relation to where they are. So that's a great deal. Not Are a lot of people using that, do you find? Or? Uh, lately, yes. I've probably got three or four in the pipeline right now doing a buy-down, and the sellers realize that, hey, this is a great way to get my house gone, and I can help the buyer. So it's a win-win for everybody. One caveat or one note to make is that the 1% or the 2% paid by the seller is based on loan amount, not sales price. So if you're selling a house for, let's say, $400,000, but the buyer is only going to borrow $300,000, 1% would be $3,000, 2% would be $6,000. So it's not based on the sales price. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite uh, you know, as high in numbers as it looks like. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So... When it comes to agents, too, and expressing to those who are in the panic, um, I always think about, you know, like you said, you're not married to your mortgage rate. And again, we go back to the mortgage rates had to leave the free because houses were pricing six figures above what they were actually worth or, you know, in that range. And so now the home prices are coming down. And I always think of, you know, if you purchase a house at its actual value, but your interest rate is a little bit higher, you can always remortgage, but you can never change the price that you purchased your house at. So, you know, I mean, how do you, how is a good way or another way for them to express that to their buyers or sellers to say, I know that you're looking at 7% or 6% now, but you're also not looking at $400,000 home, you're looking at a $350,000 home. Yeah, and that, that's exactly it, right? So it's, it's bringing people back down to reality, saying this 25% appreciation that we've seen you know, during the pandemic is not normal. It's not sustainable. It was great for people that own homes mm-hmm. and get a huge chunk of equity and didn't have to do anything. But going forward, generally speaking, 5 to 8% appreciation is fantastic. That's what the numbers are based on historically, mm-hmm. and that's what people are used to. So like you said, if you're getting a house at a fair price, then to me, that's more worth it than buying a house at a low rate and an overpriced house. Yeah. So you can still be upside down or, or you know have negative equity when it comes time to sell. So going this route and going forward, the higher rate shouldn't be an obstacle because your house is still going to make money. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it's the best investment you're ever going to make. Mm-hmm. It's the most solid investment you can make because real estate generally doesn't go down. Um, now, barring any bubble or anything like that, 
which we don't foresee. Uh, it, it's a solid investment. And like you said, you marry the house, you can divorce your rate, mm-hmm. which is what most people are going to do in the next, you know, 10 to 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, with the prices when they were so crazy, they were pricing out a large group of people. And so time lending, how have you helped those who simply couldn't afford it before? Or what are you doing to help work with those who are in that median income, but the median home price right now is not? It's tough. I mean, affordability is a major issue, right? Across the, the real estate spectrum and the lending world. Affordability is a number one topic that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? You know, we do offer you know, USDA 100% financing. That's always been there. But the buy down, while the buyer may need to qualify at the, at the locked rate, it still helps, helps them every month as far as a budget. So the buy down helps the buyer keep their outflow to a minimum. Yeah. That's really the buy down. I mean, there's not really a magic answer to that. Mm-hmm. Affordability is an issue. So pricing people. Or excuse me, pre-qualifying people is one thing, but what they're comfortable with is a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. So if I can qualify you for $2,500 a month, but that's going to strap you and you can't go on vacation, you can't go out to eat, then maybe we need to put you at $1,800 a month. Yeah. And that will enable me to back you into the proper sales price range that you need to look at. Yeah, I just, I wish I did have a magic wand and could make everybody qualify. But and now, you know, now don't we all? Yeah. Um, now, moving on to the sellers... What would your advice be for them, or what would you tell them to do at this time? Yeah, I mean, the, the days of having 15 offers over a weekend and, you know, getting 50 grand over and 20 grand due diligence are gone. So setting proper expectations, I think, is, is the most important kind of key to remember. And that goes for agents, too. Just be realistic. You know, your house may sit for a few weeks, and you only may get one or two offers after an open house. But they will sell. There's still an inventory shortage. The demand is up. Even with rates, there's still more buyers than there are properties. So just keep that in mind that just take the right approach and your house is listed at the right price. It will sell. Just may take more than a day or two. Yeah. TMLS just put out their stats for last month. Home average days on market is at 46 days, which if you look at it compared to last year is something insane, like 200% higher. Yeah. But if you look at it pre-COVID, I mean, we're tracking, you know, right back to we're back to normal. What we were all hoping for was to get out of COVID and, and get past that. So exactly right. it's normal now, even yeah. though you know we kind of have to say thanks for for the mortgage rate back then. But let's forget about how that yeah. was because it's just not normal. Yeah, and, and no matter where you stand, I mean, the government probably could have stepped in a few years ago and started this rate increase instead of doing it in nine months and. Shock and awe. You know, yeah. everybody's freaked out, but everybody was enjoying it. And they, I guess, I don't know, the fortune tellers up on Wall Street didn't see it coming, but they should have. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. and going back to what you're saying before, we were saying before, uh, the buy down. You know, that's something that the seller can really contribute to the buyer to make their house a little bit more appealing is offering that rate buy down, which, like I said, it's a dollar for dollar savings to the buyer. So mm-hmm. I think coupled that coupled with you know, pricing the house appropriately, maybe offering some closing costs, it, it's going to be fine. You just have to have proper expectations. Yeah, yeah. And we're also very lucky. You know, again, I reiterate, stop watching the news when it comes to all of this because they're just trying to put people in a panic mode. But 
houses, you know, and this isn't nationwide. This is very Johnson County specific. We are still, a, we're still the number one grown county in North Carolina and the ninth in the nation. So still suffering from inventory issues. And so people aren't going to see that the value of your home is still going up year in and year out, but it's going to be back to the five to eight percent or what you expect the normal and not the 15 percent which is just it's just not it's not attainable it was great but it's 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 not yeah it's not sustainable although you don't have a magic wand i heard you have a crystal ball i do but i broke it a couple years ago sorry (laughs) well we'll super glue it back together for this podcast so you can tell us what you what you foresee and what you think is to come yeah so you know, me being the prognosticator that I am, uh, I listen to very smart people, podcasts, information from the secondary markets. People have access to the data, the real raw data. Like I mentioned before, inflation, according to the Fed, has come down to 5%. This was as of Wednesday, April 11th, I believe. That's great because that's 4% lower than it was you know, nine months ago. Now, the issue is the core pricing is still up. So that means people are still spending money. The Fed wants to curtail that. So I think we're going to see another quarter point increase from May 4th. And then I'm hopeful that they stop. And if they put out that word that they're happy with that, or if it's a dovish comment from the Fed, then you're going to see rates come down, I think, pretty quickly. So that's kind of the facts. Like we said before, historically rates over 40 years, 7% of the average. We're not to that. We were, we dipped over that a little bit in, in the winter, early spring. But we're back down to almost 6% now, just under six and a quarter. So that's, we're headed in the right direction. I just think that people need to be patient. And I hate to beat a dead horse, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you like the house, go for it. You're not going to lose money buying the right property. If it's the right fit for your family, it's a good investment. And this rate is just temporary. So if you can afford it for now, just know that you're going to end up saving hundreds of dollars next year when you refinance. You know, I think people just need to get into that mindset where, hey, I don't have a three. I'm, I'm not getting, you know, the bad end of the stick. It's just the way it is right now. Yeah. And it's a little bit more historically normal, if you will. Because the pandemic was just, it was an outlier. We just kind of have to forget about that. Yeah. So let's take up the pandemic years just so people have an idea, you know, of where mortgage rates have been. What are, were they kind of consistently prior to pre-COVID, because they were relatively low going into COVID. They were. They were. So when I started in 03, they were just around 8%, I think. And then we had a big refinance boom. They went down 7, 6, 5, dipped into the 4, dipped into the 3s for a minute, and then they went back up to the mid 4s, lower 5s. And then we were hovering around that, you know, I would say between 4 and 5% for a good chunk of years. I mean, you know, right after the recession, 12 until probably 16, we were around that four and a half mark. And then we started seeing the rates come down because the Fed was you know, keeping the Fed rate at zero, which means banks borrow the money essentially for free. So they only had to upcharge us a little bit. So whenever they borrow the money from the government, they add on their margins, if you will. And that dictates what interest rates are. Now, if a bank is borrowing at 5%, they need to charge you 7% to make any money. Mm-hmm. They're borrowing at zero or a quarter percent. They don't have to charge you three or three and a half. Yeah. So, you know, as that Fed rate comes back down, that's what's going to make interest rates come back down. They're not exactly the same, but they do, they run on the same track. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
And so would you say when we're in a healthier economy, four and a half, five percent, five and a half is pretty much what you do with that? I think so. I think right now, let's say we're at six and a quarter for easy math. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful by the end of this year, we're seeing something in the mid fives, maybe high fives as the norm with, with no discount points. And then as the Fed feels more confident, we're going to see a decrease. And I'm hopeful to get back into the force. I really am. High force. I, I don't think three is coming back in tension. That would mean something bad's happening. Yes, exactly. And we don't want <laughs> So I think the healthy range is probably four and a half to five and a half in, in the next 12 months. Hopefully 12 to 18 months. That's great. Okay, great. So you had mentioned as we close out, I would love to hear, you know, because this can be a really complicated topic to understand how it really works. Do you have any podcasts or, or people that you would recommend agents to listen to just to just give you a call? Just call me. Um, I mean, there are, Barry Habib is really good. He's pretty in-depth. Um, Mortgage Banking Association has some really good data on their website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would stay away from the pundits on CNN or Fox or MSNBC just because they're so biased. And I don't think it's a fair representation of what the masses yeah. are really experiencing. Yeah. But generally speaking, you know, and to add that, it's very local, right? So our market is different than Miami or Charlotte design. It's just, it's very different based on what county and state you're in. So I think finding a local professional is really important because they're going to have the data that you need to make the right decision. So there are podcasts and, and I can get you a list of those. But just talk to your local law officer. They're going to know, you know, what's going on in, in your market. Yeah. I'll put in the comments to this podcast. I'll definitely put some of the recommendations that you give us. Well, great. This has been, I mean, for me, even uh, very enlightening. I appreciate you you bringing all of this information to the table. And we thank you. Is there anything you'd like to finish and off with? Thank you, Bonnie, for absolutely killing it. You do so much for JCAR, and, and we'd be lost without you. So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on the JCAR Report, your go-to podcast for all things real estate. We hope you found our discussion insightful and valuable in your real estate endeavors. Remember, knowledge is power in the world of property. Stay informed, stay curious, and never stop exploring the ever-evolving landscape of real estate. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the JCAR Report and never miss an update. And don't forget to leave us a review or share a podcast with others who might find it helpful. As always, stay connected with us on social media where we share additional tips, insights, and behind the scene content. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, we'd love to hear them from you. Thank you for being a part of the JCAR Report community. Until next time. And remember, the world of real estate is full of opportunities and we're here to help you seize them.